Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass. So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. podcast at the weekend just gone so it feels like we've been away for ages and um well that's our hour i'm nick noise this is brad action and Howdy. we've got a guest hello it's simon simon yeah. simon murphy our how's friend all right chat yeah how's it going yeah good i've known simon for uh, more than five years isn't it yes yeah, so it's probably about seven years yeah about that. Like that. yeah 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 i feel like i've known you quite well actually that time, <laughs> don't see much of each other, but you've heard things about me, and I've heard yeah, things about you probably, yeah, 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 exactly. Yeah, it don't feel like it's been that long, really. Yeah, it's like I've tattooed all of your family. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> you <laughs> left your mark, didn't you? Like, obviously, on all of us, but yeah, I have, I really have, yeah, I really have. I like that, that's cool. Yeah, <laughs> it is cool. <laughs> I did Simon a massive back piece, yeah, yeah, yeah. It's a big stag, stag oh, skull, nice, yeah. proper like. Dark fucking, which is funny because you don't know you you're, see you're my far kid. from a goth, are you? Well, you, you know, we'll talk about it later. You like dark <laughs> shit, though. Yeah. So, um, so basically, uh, so Simon, um, I've known that you've had issues with mental health for a long time, really. Uh, I haven't known any particular details, but I've known you have, um, and. Uh, then you messaged me kind of out of nowhere, really, and said, and it was really sweet actually, because you kind of you just, you said you kind of gave me a bit of a story on the message you sent me about like some of the more extreme stuff that has happened as a result of mental health stuff. Yeah. yeah. Uh, and then you went, oh yeah, and if you want to share it on the podcast, that's cool. And I was like, well, do you just want to come on and talk about it because it's otherwise. I just thought, like, if you wanted to, you, like, if you wanted to, then then you totally could. Is yeah, what I was yeah. saying, really. And then you were like, oh yeah, yeah, I would kind of like to talk about it. Yeah. So what what's kind of taken you from the point of not really talking about it to wanting to talk about it potentially quite publicly? I think I think I never used to tell people uh, at all about the fact I've been ill at all or any of the things I've done until probably about only like three or four years ago and I've been ill for 25 years of when I was first time I was started getting ill 25 years ago and uh so basically um yeah I didn't want to talk I didn't want to talk about it uh so then I've so gradually I used to tell people I thought it might help if I talk about it a little bit to people so people yeah. I sort of trusted or I don't really trust that many people I started talking to it about it and then 
as the mental health started getting a bit more talked about recent, like in recent cut one or two years. And so um, when you had this podcast out, I just thought, well, you might be interested. I sort of trusted you, you know, yeah. uh, and and Helen's a good mate of yours, my wife and all that. So um, I thought I'd send you that message. You know, I thought you might be interested because you wanted to have, you said you wanted to have some stories. So Yeah, yeah. yeah. Kind of, and, uh, well, I I'm totally honest. I was really honoured when you when you did kind of reach out to me like that, and the fact that you wanted to talk about it, um, not just the fact that you wanted to talk about it, but the fact that you you kind of talked to me about it, you know, that meant loads to me. You yeah. Know, there's no, like, I thought it was amazing. Um, so that's why I was like, well, if you want to come on, you can come on any time. Although we had to cancel on you one time, and it's taking a little bit of sorting out, but you're here. So you said, do you want to kind of talk us through it a bit then? So, what I was thinking, we get we. Do you want to start at the beginning then? So twenty five years. Yeah. So, well, basically, I did a. How old are you now, sir? I'm forty six. Right. So it's when I was um, I had my first breakdown when I was nineteen. Right. Um. So about twenty five years ago, isn't it? I think. Um, yeah. So, uh, well, basically, I was doing a degree. I'd done an H and D. I went directly into the second year of a degree. And then, basically, when I come back from my degree after that second year, I was going to start a, an industrial placement for a year yeah. in, a, in an office doing PC support. Um, and then that weekend that I came back, I went away for a weekend on like a, I think it's a the bug jam. It's like a Volkswagen. Uh, oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, it was, a, it was like an event, like Beatles and that. Um, Santa Pods. Yeah, Santa Pods, yeah. yeah. I played a gig I was, oh, I thought you meant you, you thought it was a game or something. No, no, I played a gig there. <laughs> yeah, so it was a lot of uh, drinking beer and smoking cannabis and joints and stuff like that. So I I, I got involved in a bit of that. Uh, and then the next week, I, I was all right. I felt quite chilled out because I, like, I had a good weekend and I smoked, smoked a bit. Went away another weekend. I think it was a KD, called KDF with a few mates. Um, and then... Did the same thing, but on the Sunday, I suddenly I was smoking, and suddenly I felt not right. Had you not smoked much, like ganja before that? Only now, no, not at all. Only now and again. Right. So this was the first time you smoked any kind of quantity. Yeah, right. yeah. So um, and then when I so I started my job, um, I done my one week of my job. Oh, yeah, I had a panic attack. I saw the first ever panic attack I had. I think it was the stress of the job, and it was like full time work. And I wasn't really used to um, used to that. So, but as the six months that I managed to work there went on, I felt more and more that I was going mad. And what I say is, you know, when these when people say you don't know if you're going, people that are going mad don't know it. Yeah. Well, I did. Mm. <laughs> I knew. I, I thought. Well, because I think at the time, I I think it was a lot of anxiety yeah. and stress and stuff. I didn't know. I no, had no idea what that was. Anything about that. And I started going to counselling as well because I was having issues with my family and stuff like that. Anyway, so when it got to Christmas, because I started my placement in June, um, I ended up moving out of home because um, I was having issues with mum and dad and having arguments and stuff like that. And then I moved into a mate's house from school that I'd met earlier. Um, I'd met around that time again. And he needed a lodger, so um, he ended up chucking me out. And I was at, anyway, so I was out with all my stuff in my van. I couldn't go home. Stressful situation again. Yeah. Um, driving around, and I got stopped by the police um, because one of my lights was out. Um, and then later on in the night, I was driving. I don't know towards Chelmsford. I lived. I lived in Billericay, and um, I think I'd had a. I had this cactus. I remember, and uh, I wanted. To, drink and I had no money I'd sort of sort of I was in a bit of a like state already yeah and I and I put this cactus on this person's doorstep we trying the bell walked away I opened the door and I said if you <laughs> if if you give me a glass of water I'll give you can have my cactus oh. so they phoned the police again oh really <laughs> yeah I would have been like yeah well, I mean no worries was it the middle of the night yeah it was like <laughs> <laughs> so um Anyway, so I ended up uh, getting sort of my police. I tried, they tried to stop me. I tried to they put the lights on, and I just booted it away from them. I was in my escort van, not Essex boy escort van. And uh, anyway, 
And then by the time I got uh, back, so they were chasing me. And by the time I got to be a Ricky, my mate was so afterwards when I was well afterwards, he said there were seven police cars chasing me. Fucking wow. hell. Yeah. So there was, I went across, you know, Billericay South Green, you know, you know the green in where the South Green is. It's a big green anyway. And I drove all the way across that. I drove past all my mates' houses. Uh, so I thought I was great because I've been all these police cars chasing me and all this sort of stuff. And I drove up the hills through Billericay High Street. And I remember thinking, everything's the same. The cars are the same distance apart and everything's in a system and all this sort of stuff. And it's not right. And I was trying to break break out of this, like, um, uh, trying to almost hit cars and things like that. And then anyway, so it's cut a long story short, shorter anyway. Um, I, I drove down to the industrial bit where Lake Meadows is. Yeah. And, they, and I tried to turn back around, but the police car hit me. I think my head must have hit the wind, the windscreen of the um, of my van because there was a, there was like a smash in it on afterwards, and um, then they they took me to the hospital. I remember like trying to open the electric windows with my arm and things like that, and uh, I think um, I think previous to that. Uh, in the in the daytime, I was driving around thinking I was Jesus. Like before I got chucked out of my mate's flat, I actually thought I was um, I was Christ, you know. <laughs> and when so I was, no, you really weren't well at that point. No, but what's what's uh, it's because you you'd basically kind of gone from totally fine to really stressed, and then maybe that all of that stress. Because I think most things like that, like so, you were diagnosed with bi bipolar, mm. and I, I think like that schizophrenia and a lot, a lot of mental health problems are very common around that nineteen and early twenties period. Mm. And I, what you were describing there, like that, totally can happen. Is that it will just kind of come from nowhere? There's no real build up to it, mm. but it just hits. But there was a bit of a build up because. Earlier in the day, you thought you were Jesus. Yeah, yeah. There was. I was driving about, and uh, I was other people was in the car. You know, when you look at other people in the car, and you just—I don't know about you, but most people just see it as a person. But I was yeah. sort of thinking, there was this. I can see they're smiling because they know it's me. They know, they know I'm here. Yeah. And the sun, because it was like low sun in the winter. You know, where it's like uh, quite that sort of effect of like it being yeah. and all this sort like of stuff. hazy kind the of thing, hazy, yeah. yeah. And um, also, it's Christmas, and in my mate's flat before I got in my van, um, I was like, he, he did protective clothing and stuff, and he had these gloves, and I put these gloves on, and I was I was like um, adjusting the Christmas tree, you know, when you fold them out, thinking I was like, you know, this uh, amazing person, you know, but I'm thinking I was on a film as well. I thought it was all being filmed. You know, the, the, all my mates said, all the whole of Billericay could see me, and yeah. so it's that kind of like that, right? Like, like you were completely distant from reality, but it all feels real. So it's almost like proper tripping out kind of thing. Feels real, but it's not real. Because like when you're describing driving, it's like you're kind of, oh, it's that, but it's not that. But like yeah, it's, at that time, like that—that's how it's all making sense. Yeah, it's sort of. Uh, it's like when I say that it, before you go, because I've been high other times, and it can be a trick of your brain, and you can see in a really tempting thing to do to do this thing. Um, but then further on down the road, it turns into a nightmare. Like for instance, I end up this time. I end up crashed into by a police car in a police station then taken to a mental health unit at the time. <laughs> but it was the first time I'd ever been started to go high or been ill or anything like that. So, so I had no that, way of yeah. stopping it, you know. So that is basically your extreme high of bipolar? Uh, yeah. Yeah. But it sounds really fucking trippy as well, though, doesn't it? It sounds like... It's, 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 it's not just like... Because, like, you know, my, my... I'd think, right, it's like doing cocaine or speed, like you're up. And you feel good, but it's more than that. Yeah, so um, it's like uh, other times when I've been high, 
Um, I can't remember what I was going to say actually, but I think it's like it, it gives you, yeah, it's a right buzz. You know, it's a really good experience, and it's and when you're talking about it now, it makes me feel like it gives me that sort of. You probably seem I'm more excited, you know, because it's it's all those things. Not that I'm going to end up doing, it, but it's sort of like that was an amazing thing. And actually, what I was going to say was is that when I was in hospital, I was going hospital, and soon after I was going to hospital again that going high was something that I seeked because I was low. Like we're saying about your depression and stuff like that. If you're depression for, if you imagine if you're, you know, you're depressed for a couple of years and um, your mind just wants to escape yeah. from that. And uh, then it's a cycle, you see, um, and just get out and you have to, I have to get out of this cycle. You know? Is it like chasing the adrenaline buzz kind of thing? In a way, yeah. Especially yeah. when you're feeling really shit. If you're yeah. feeling shit all the time, it's like I would, I would drink and take drugs to not feel shit all the time. Yeah. But, again, like, then I'd feel double as shit the next day. But, yeah, I still did it because I didn't want to feel like shit anymore. So it's yeah. like, you just keep yo-yoing. Yeah. But is it like, so, but could you get to a point when you're like, you could bring it on a bit? You know, like, you could kind of go, you could almost, like, egg yourself on to the high. Yeah. So then you don't feel like shit. Yeah, and part of the managing is the well, I can't let myself do that. Yeah, yeah, it's to be stable. If I want to hold down a job and have a normal life, yeah. have like uh, kids and a normal life and all that, I've got to be stable as I can. So I that's why I don't have caffeine. That's why you know I've been drinking water. That's why I do I've worked on myself and then all these techniques to stop myself doing it. Yeah. Otherwise, I'd be in the same cycle. I mean, a lot of it was going out of the cycle. Of, get in with the same group of mates who are into sort of you know sort of maybe smoking cannabis and um you know going to you know, mad nightclubs and all being a bit mad and not you know like all and then when i stopped doing that because every time i got ill because i was in hospital um before 2003 was the last time about seven or eight times and um, each time i end up except for last year, I got back in the same cycle, back with the same lot of mates, doing the same sort of things. Not necessarily drugs, but sort of just the same sort of like, yeah, we're mad, we're, we're you know, that sort of thing. Yeah. Um, and then I went a bit, then I goes, end up going along the wrong path again. But it's so hard not to. And obviously, like, when I met Helen, she really helps me to sort of do a lot of this sort of stuff. But... Um, yeah. So uh, when you, you first went into hospital, when you first went in, um, what did they say to you? Well, for a start, when I went to hospital, um, I had to be wheeled in because I could hardly walk. Because another thing I did in that period, I think I walked from Billericay to Basildon. And I was just walking about for ages, you know. And um, so... Um, so they when I when I they to wheel me in. So and I I think I was sort of running about trying to get away from them because they were trying to inject me with this stuff. Right. Um, and they they got me in a room eventually, and I was standing. I remember standing on the bed. I mean, I can still remember even though I was sort of unwell, and they had to inject me. And I think I think I lost like a certain amount of time, a few days or a week of my life because they'd give me so much uh, yeah, stuff, you know. just to fucking stop you. Yeah, yeah. So, um, and then gradually as I came to, I didn't know where I was. I, I just gradually coming off each day, they, perhaps I reduced it a bit, this medication. Um, there, was, there was just really weird stuff where... You know, when I was, I think I was feeling like I was crying blood and all this Jesus stuff and thinking so about my family. Though. Yeah, it must be. Well, it's tra- yeah, it's traumatic, certainly. Yeah. yeah, and um, and then like there was a line across the uh, first thing I can sort of really properly remember is there was a yellow line across the hallway, and you weren't allowed to go past it. I wasn't allowed to go past that, so I said, "But I want to." I can't remember saying, "I want to go to the shop." I want to buy some stuff for myself because I've got nothing. I've got no, where is everyone, you know? And then I, because um, what it is, they allow you more and more freedom as you get more and more well. Yeah. So it is a bit like being in prison, really. Well, that gives you a reason to work on it. 
Yeah, I suppose, and also it's sort of safety to stop you escaping. Yeah, and yeah. <laughs> but anyway, um, but then I remember think going to sort of the day room, and then there's been people there, and I thought they were different members of my family for some reason. Because I think my brain was trying to sort of make sense of what the hell was going on, rationalise it kind of. Thing. Yeah, because I was sort of wondering what um, what was going on, you know. So what was so, going on with your family? Did they come in and see you? Well, they must have been freaked out. Yeah, they did. They, they did come and see me. Um, one awful thing was, I think, when I had the injection, but well, I was on this, well, they put me on this depot injection, it's called, uh, for, well, I think it's probably once a week in there. And my dad had come to see me, and I was arched over one way because the, the side effects of the medication had put me on a, and um, he came along and he looked, I remember him looking really upset. But I was really unwell. So um, eventually they put me on a different type of medication. So I didn't do that so much. I didn't do that really. Um, but they, yeah, they come to visit me and helps me and put me clothes. And then they tried to, as much as they could, get me home. You know, yeah. maybe a bit too much to get me home because um, I escaped a couple of times, you know. Um, Fucking hell. <laughs> so you must have been right, like, even even in the midst of them, like, giving you tranquilizers, giving you depot injections, like, that. that's like your, it's probably like your fucking, your antipsychotics. That, yeah, that's but it, Since yeah. they were giving you all of that, but yet you were still pretty much, like, on the high, really, as in you were hallucinating, basically kind of hallucinating and, like, your, uh, you were... I've forgotten what the word is. Psychosis, you mean? Yeah, it's like psychosis, yeah. but there's a word for when you're when you're when you're disconnected from reality. Um, did it seem like rational to you? Were you kind of? Did you have any moments where you were sort of sitting there thinking, "Oh, like I am where I am, and this is happening to me, and I kind of I'm aware of it"? Or did it seem just like a whole other like world? Or did you have? Did it's it... like you know, you can see all right. I mean, I've, you can see everything all right. And you can sort of use your body and all that sort of stuff, but you've got no idea what you're doing, and a lot of the things that you're doing are coming from your subconscious, maybe, or somewhere in you that um, is just that perhaps you know that's uh, been suppressed or whatever. I don't know, but yeah, it's just sort of like what it is when you when it happens. These things, it's your brain being like uh, being connected in the wrong way. Right. It's like you've got too many messages being sent. What the medication does, it reduces, it just reduces the amount of messages, so they don't get short circuited. Um, so that's why, because if I wasn't on medication now, because I'm on a similar medication now, still to what I was then, but not on injection, but like in tablet form. Yeah. Um, then uh, it just reduces the amount. So you might sometimes you might people a lot of the time feel used to well years back when I first was ill. There's a lot of sedated people. People used to be falling asleep, and I was like that as well. It's not so bad now; they've come a bit further. But some, but a lot of the time, you can feel like a little bit sedated because they need to put enough so you don't have this too many messages flying about. You know? I get that with meds. Uh, normally, if I change or I up, or especially if I change, like have a quite a big change, I feel quite sedated and I feel really sleepy. But then I also feel really sleepy because, like, when you're depressed, that all that that makes me really because your brain's fighting you all the time, so it makes yeah. you tired. It's hard to know what it is sometimes. Yeah, isn't it? it's, only it's nicer to be able to just go, "Oh, that's the pills." When when I I went, I went to see occupational health and they said, "Are you tired all the time?" I was like, "Yeah, I'm fucking tired. I could go to sleep any anywhere, any time." And they're like, "Because mm. your brain is." doing much more than it should be doing. Yeah. Because you're basically fighting everything all day. So, yeah, you'll be tired all the time. And they said loads of different things. Like that. I'm like, fucking hell, yeah. Mm. Yeah. And I th- it made me feel so much better because, you know, I always just start apologising to my wife because I'm tired. Like, I don't mm. know why I'm so tired. And I'm tired because I'm ill. Yeah. You know. So, um, so after that then, did they diagnose you then? They just said, that first one, because I was in the hospital for two months with that. 
Okay, that's quite a long time. And um, they said that's just a breakdown, so um, you should be all right. It should be a one-off. That's got a term. I know someone who had a breakdown, like not as extreme, but along those lines, and that, that's like a temporal something or other. You, that, that that can happen, yeah. It's funny because the terminology, like people say, oh, I'm having a bit of a breakdown today or whatever, but an actual that, breakdown has got an actual form, like a structure, hasn't it? I know when I've had a breakdown or I know when I'm having a bad day, <laughs> you know? And like when people say I had a breakdown, I'm like, yeah, you didn't have a fucking breakdown. Were you like running around on the floor, grabbing your head, screaming, <laughs> <laughs> like uncontrollably all day? Yeah, yeah. You ain't had a breakdown. <laughs> yeah, I, I, it was the second time I was in hospital where they diagnosed me bipolar because right. it's only on the second time they can diagnose that. Yeah, because it makes they sense. can't tell by the first time, sort of thing. Yeah. Because um, for a couple of years after that, coming out of that, of that, that hospital that time um i was very low for a couple of years and it's like it, that was torturous that was the worst lows i've had because i know mates then suddenly i know nobody I, all i had was mum and dad brother was young and he was doing his own thing um and then i we made sort of they did come and see me actually a load of them in the hospital but they all a lot of them yeah, so I didn't see any of them it's quite scary like it's scary for other people especially if people haven't been through anything like that it's quite as much as I still think it's really cuntish but like people do I understand yeah yeah I understand it uh, but it's still out of order like you should fucking see through shit like that because mm. that's when you know you, you're at your lowest possible web if someone just come round and just went how you doing? I thought I'd just pop in for a cup of tea. Ten minutes. Yeah. So you need. Or even a quick phone call. Or ten yeah. He's just like, you all right? Yeah. Yeah. No, and that's well, what like, it takes. Yeah. I just think though, even now, a lot of people, most people only want to see you when they want something. You know, a lot of the time. Yeah. yeah or, unless, or unless you're lucky enough to have. They want someone to go out with. Yeah. yeah. I was talking about this today, like friends who were like, they're your best mate, you know, because you've got something for them. It, it might not be anything physical. It might be like they just don't want to do shit on their own. Yeah. Uh, and then when it actually all goes wrong, they're like, they're not there or they're not interested. Yeah. 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 And I, I think that probably describes 90% of friendships, mm. you know, yeah. in fairness. like And, and it, it, I also think sometimes that's fair enough as well. Yeah. But it's really shit when everyone just goes, backs off. I mean, that's happened to me. Yeah. Yeah, I mean... You know, when I've each time I've got well, I've got back in with the same bunch, and then but I found when I get all that, I didn't want to know until I was right again. So I didn't see that as I realised actually I don't don't really want mates like that. So know. did it take you a while to realise that? Yeah, it, took it me does, did it? But as soon as I stopped, as soon as I got well, when I I stopped going back with those lot, um, I progressed. You know, yeah. I was more stable. You know, I was doing different things. You know, but as you yeah. said, if they were like. Well, let's have a mad one, and then basically that's just plugging straight into your fucking yeah, your highs, and yeah. like, you don't need you need much more equal level yeah. grounding, <laughs> don't you? Just stay in. Yeah, <laughs> it gets a bit boring, doesn't it? <laughs> I've certainly had my long periods of staying in. So, what the other thing I was interested in then? So, like the way that I kind of understand bipolar is that you have these heart is and then you have the crushing lows but you don't seem like you're having cr- crushing lows you seem like pretty middling yeah i'm pretty i mean normally when i'm out and about i'm i'm, I'm pretty much okay i mean i think the same with a lot of people if they don't show their true self to yeah. the public when they're at home on their own it's you know and i still um not so bad recently but every morning find i've got a load of negative thoughts in the end yeah I'm worried and all sort of stuff. And um, I have to constantly, sometimes laying in bed, I have to think of some positive stuff mm. or think about positive stuff about myself um, or just start basically sort of force myself to go to work and things like that. But I find actually work days are better because I've got a proper goal to um, something to go out for and I have to be there. I have to be all right for work. I have to yeah. be stable. On my days off, I normally have a lay in, get up and I can take, for a long time it takes me ages to get ready and 
to get washed and have something decent to eat. And once I'm out, out, it's uh, I'm all right. I think but it's just. I have to say, I'm exactly the same. I'm exactly the same. Once I'm up, like because we work. As much as often I really don't want to go to work, work actually really sorts me out. Because, mm. like, you've got to get up, you've got to go. In the morning, I wake up. And I have I, I have gone through good periods. Lately, I find myself going back where I'm like, I wake up in the morning and and I just feel, I just want to die straight away. You know, like, because the yeah. worst possible thing could be getting up. And I'm like, and I love... And it, my dreams are so vivid and lovely that I just want to be in my dreams. I don't want to be in the world. And uh, and yeah, and it's like, and then I'm like, oh, well, I'm a fucking piece of shit. Why don't I want to get up? You know, like, so I yeah. go through that every morning. Yeah. And then, uh, but once I'm up and out, I'm all right. And I've had loads of coffee. Like, and I, I'm, I'm basically trying to push myself up. Yeah. So I drink loads of coffee because it's like, right, kick myself, like to kick myself yeah. up the arse and move. And then I'm all right, and I find, and I have to, if I get to work and I'm quiet, it takes me a lot longer to get to that point when I'm feeling all right. If I start chatting, I'm much better. Yeah. If I chat with people, I'm much yeah. better. Yeah, yeah. But I do the same at the weekends as you. So yeah. I'll get up later, I'll drink in the, at the night time, the night before, I'll get up later, I'll feel like shit, it'll take me ages to get my shit together, uh, and any excuse mm. not to do anything much at all, I'll do it. And all of that makes me feel like shit. Yeah. And I, and it's like, and I can't help myself because it's like, yeah. well, I've had stuff been working. I'm fighting these demons every day. Yeah. I deserve to do nothing. And then I do nothing and it makes me so much worse. <laughs> and it's like, yeah. fucking hell, why do I have to go for this shit? <laughs> I mean, like one of the things I used to do, which I haven't done so much recently, is um, I used to call them like buzzy things and like um, grounding things. You can do buzzy things or you can do grounding things. So, my buzzy things used to be going out shopping, buying a, buy a CD, buy a T-shirt. So easy, just jump in your car, go off, or um, what else? Uh, just sort of like um, going out for something sweet, buying the McDonald's and all that. They're, all those sort of things, they're buzzy. They're like really tempting. You do them, a bit like a high, I suppose. You go and do them. They're not, they sort of you do them. And then afterwards, you feel like shit. And if at the end of the day, that's all you've done, you feel like crap. But like grounding things, I <laughs> um, like... Like, well, taking my dogs out was the ultimate thing because that always used to make me feel it was exercise and fresh air, really enjoyed it, and that sort of stuff. Um, and at the end of the day, I thought, well, I've taken the dogs out today, I've achieved something, it was a growing thing, I've got a bit fitter, you know. But now, one of my dogs is not well, um, and my other dog, and I, I've, I find some, those, those things are harder to get yourself to do, those grounding things, you know. They're, they're harder to get. So I've not been taking dogs out. I've had an excuse because one of them is ill and I'm upset. So another one could be taken out. I know, but you're like, oh, the dog's ill and I'm upset. So like, I've got a reason to, to be fucked off and to do nothing. And you're like, and, and I know full well that's going to make me feel like shit. And I should feel like shit because yeah. I'm a cunt. You know, that's, that's, that's what my brain does. Like, ah! But I think it's like, it's called adahonia or something. It's like where you, it's not laziness. It's it's just sort of like you find it hard to do anything, you know. And if you you know you should do stuff, but you you, um, you don't do it, and it's like it's like torture because you're in between. Yeah, I know, and, it's, and it don't like. and it don't feel nice because you're sitting in that in between, knowing you're meant to be doing something, and you're like, I, I get it, I do that all the time. It's very, it's quite nice to hear someone else saying that actually, because <laughs> I yeah. do that all the time, and it's like. Yeah, I know I should be doing something. I know I'm making myself feel really bad, and potentially, anytime I'm know I'm making myself feel bad, that's I could spiral. Yeah, yeah, I could tip. So I know that I'm being an idiot, but at the same time, I don't like myself enough to do anything about it. Yeah, and you're like, and then and then you just kind of fuck it. I've got to take the dog out, otherwise my wife's going to have the ump that I haven't taken the dog out. And if I lie, then I'll feel really bad about myself. <laughs> yeah. So I do it, and then I feel better. Yeah. And it's like, oh, I've started the day now. But that's the main thing. Why can't you do these Why uh, can't you do these things that make yourself feel better? What is the... I mean, I could, even going for a walk, I thought, oh, I say walking is quite a good thing because it's easy. You just go out the door. 
But I can't do that sometimes. No, <laughs> no, no. And then when you get out and do it, it's like, oh yeah, why didn't I do this earlier? Why don't I do it every week? See, weekend? it was funny though, right? I was discussing this uh, at my psychotherapy group, and I was and I was kind of like saying it in these terms, like, oh, I'm so shit. Why is this so fucking old? And like, why, you know? And like, and I go for that. I'm like, why, fucking me? Why me? And she was like, you do know everyone has that. You know, like everyone has to force themselves up to go to work. Everyone has to. I think I think you got all these successful people like mm. on Facebook and stuff like that, or like or you like pumped up on the tattoo gym and all that. <laughs> and yeah. They, and they, they, you got all that. All this. I find there's all that on my one anyway. And then you feel like even more shit, didn't you? Like, but it's all a lie, though. Isn't just it? like. Yeah, it's, yeah, it is a lie. Yeah, it's I'm like they're just better at kicking themselves <laughs> up the arse than you are. And, and some people, like Brad, gets up at like four o'clock in the morning every day, yeah, but he don't no, like it. Yeah. <laughs> 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 um, no fucking. And I get up in the last <laughs> possible minute. Yeah. So, um, so you had the the highs, and was it every time you went into hospital off the back of a high? Then yeah, pretty much. So uh, you learnt quite quickly that the highs weren't good then. It's like, oh, fucking hell, I'm in hospital again. Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, so like, there was a couple of times when it wasn't a high, it was a low. Oh, uh, really? Yeah. What, so tell times. me about that. Yeah, well... Um, if you want it. Yeah, there's like... Uh, once, when I had a flat, I got like a council flat and um, I was on my own and I was fed up and all this sort of stuff. And I... Um, same thing, you can work yourself, like, as you say, down into a low. Yeah. And I'd, yeah, I took an overdose. Um, yeah, so it's quite a two load of pills that I had, drunk a can lager to make sure. And then as soon as I'd done that, and I think it happens quite a lot, uh, you think, shit, what have I yeah. done? And then so I left the front door open. I mean, you know, and I phoned, phoned, the, phoned the ambulance. And then the next thing I knew, I was in hospital. But yeah, to pump my stomach and that sort of stuff. But I think the reason why I did that is because, um, I don't know, I was just really depressed, like really. But also I think a lot of the time, it's not just because you're depressed that you do that sort of thing, it's that you're not coping. You can't yeah. cope. And I kept on saying, I said, I can't cope with this. I, I was nothing, there was nothing particularly that wrong, you know, terrible. Although I had had, because the thing is, it goes into sort of like a site, goes into sort of like with depression, anxiety, and going high. It, it's normally that you have a high, then you have a low, then you get anxious, and then can be a high again. And sometimes it can be that for eight for years, like that. So one minute you're dealing with a high, which you sort of feel. So over what kind of time period? Like days, hours? Like how does that normally work? That. Um, well, normally that's sort of like a few. I suppose you might have a couple of weeks. Well, for me, it might be. Um, I feel quite elevated, um, chatty, seeing jokes, all that sort of stuff. Um, maybe for like a month, might be. Oh, month. really? And then I might have after that, because I've enjoyed that. I get, I get like a either. A low, yeah, I can only get a bit of a low. I mean, I've been mainly low uh, for about uh, five years, really. I've not really had, I've had a couple of little highs, not major. Right. Um, but mainly it's, uh, but the thing is, what do you call a low? It's again, because some people might, might you can't go looking in anyone else's head. Can you, you can right? only do it by your own standards, can't you? Yeah. So, so you might you might say you're really low, and yeah. you say I'm stable, but you might feel a lot better than me. Yeah, <laughs> so yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, totally. So, so it's just for you. It's like I want because like, I'll do it to like my last really bad period normally, and I'm like I'm not yeah. as low as that. Like, that is fucking proper low. I'm low, but I'm not like where I was low. So yeah. basically, and that helps me to be a bit better because I'm like well, that's not a proper one yeah but it's quite easy to go from that I'm a bit low and then you're like no I'm alright I'm alright oh I'm not alright I'm really yeah. not alright I'm fucking yeah. I've got to go see the psychiatrist and I'm not yeah. alright and you don't really know it because you think you're coping but you're not it's really it's such a fucking balance isn't it it's such I think a if nightmare you're, if you're in that sort of I can't remember the right word Adahonia or whatever that is, that's what I've been in recently that is a really frustrating state to be in 
I mean, luckily, I'm not. I managed to stir a thing, even though I don't want to. Yeah. But if you're, if you're I can imagine if this goes any longer, I'm, it's going to get really frustrating because there's no reason why I can't do these things. And it's like, I wasn't like that, you know, uh, wasn't like that a couple of months ago. You know, I might have been anxious. <laughs> no, but that's when I yeah. kind of always come back to the, like, you just got to be, don't fucking beat yourself up. Like, you and I, we've got a diagnosed illness. Mm. Like, if you feel like that, it's because you've got an illness and you shouldn't beat yourself up over it. You just don't do fuck all for a bit. That's yeah. what I, that's, that's totally how I do it. I do, I'll go, like, we were talking about with kids, you know, like, you just do what you can. So, if you feel mm. like that, I, I don't, I used to really beat myself up, and now I'm just like, I went to work. My kids have got food. Like I might not, yeah. I might not be the greatest dad for a few weeks because I'm not engaging that much. But actually, I'm not fucking killing myself, and I'm not constantly thinking about wanting to kill myself. That will do for now. Yeah. And I just don't beat myself up on it. It's taken me a long time to get there. Well, it's taken me what 30, 34 years to get to that point where yeah. I'm like, it just is what it is. I get like this sometimes. I'm not going to fucking feel guilty about it and I'm not going to beat myself up. And that that's what I found. There's loads of little bits like that, those little changes and you're mm. like, and I, that makes me pull out of it quicker. Yeah, yeah. So I'm like, so what? Dog don't get walked. Dog don't die because he doesn't have a walk for a yeah. couple of weeks. So what? I suppose it's a good idea. Like if you're racking your brain, so oh, I've been like trying to think, I can't get out of this. I'm trying this. I'm trying that. Yeah, but that this. makes so, it worse, though. Yeah. So just to say, well, sorry, this today's going to be like today. I'm not doing anything, and maybe yeah. tomorrow I'm not doing anything. Yeah. Uh, but when I feel alright, I'll do something. Yeah. Because all the time you're going, oh, well, I should be doing this, should be doing that, and I still do it, but I'm much better than I was. All the time you're doing that, uh, you're making yourself more ill, I think, because you're sending your brain all over there and there and there and there. But I, th- I think it's like... It's, I think it's the fighting. I don't fight. Yeah. I don't fight. I walk with... You know, like, you said it earlier about the, you, seeing the faults. You don't fight the faults. You go, all right, I'm yeah. having those faults. Yeah, yeah. And that's fine. I just have them. Yeah. So that's what I do. It really helps me. Yeah. I, I bear that in mind. Yeah. yeah, acceptance. That's what happens sometimes. Yeah. And then I'll do fuck all today and that's fine. You know. Yeah. There's food. <laughs> you know, the bills are paid. <laughs> like, yeah. I don't really have to do anything. Yeah. And then in the other days, you go to, you, you know, and then you fight it more on the days you have to go to work. But I just don't fight it in the same way anymore. Yeah, yeah. No, you mean. That's really done really well to good. I think, but the thing is, it's like when you find the right thing, if you like it for a day or like most of a day, but then you find the right thing to do or the right way to think that gets you out of it, you're so glad. Yeah. But sometimes, as you say, sometimes you just have to decide that I'm not going to stress myself out. It's changing like daily habits, I think, ain't always easy to do. No. But then I've, sometimes, like I've noticed, it's quite nice to be in on the right yeah, side of it. All. Yeah, there's like a bit of a scuzzy sort of comfort in it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I think that's not always easy. If you let yourself do it, it's not too bad. But when there's other pressures of like, oh, you've got to go and do this, you've got to go and do that, like, it can be a lot harder to sort of swing out of that. Yeah, it's, it's so comfortable. So it's far. like the the dark fog is like it's really alluring mm. yeah uh that you know i give up i'm just gonna go to bed for a week and it's like ah oh, it's like really alluring and that's totally what you want to do and that's all you want to do and then you do it then after a couple of days you're like i'm just gonna sit in it now <laughs> and like, that's the problem you do it like yeah don't beat yourself up but you do have to kind of, you have to be sensible as well. Yeah. So don't, like, if you're not beating yourself up for a couple of days, that's all right. But if you're sitting in bed and you're not, and you're like that, like, for a few days, then you probably need to go to the doctors. <laughs> yeah. You know, that's what, that's yeah. that's kind of what I started doing. My wife will, now, she'll go, it's been more than a couple of days. Mm. Like, what's going on? 
and you're not you're really not well now. Yeah. Rather than me just going, no, it's all right. I'm just gonna because you can't sit like I, I think like mental health is um you can't you can't sit you can't relax with it. Yeah. You can't just go. Oh, I'm mentally ill. Uh, fuck it. You know I give up. You can't. You don't fight it, but you got to work on it. And that's what I always say. You got to work on it. Like you work yeah. in the fucking program. Always working on it. Well, Helen said the other week, um, polishing the mirror. Every time you polish yeah. the mirror, it just gets a little bit. Clear. Yeah, you just take a little bit off. I like that. It's always because yeah, and then when you when you're not well, then the mirror's fogging over, and then your brain starts telling you fucking stupid shit. And you're like, yeah, fuck it, <laughs> fuck it. I'm gonna, oh, I'm gonna get loads of booze tonight. <laughs> Yeah, like, fuck it. One's Doritos. I love, love a large Lately, pack of yeah, Doritos. I cannot yeah. stop watching the hot Doritos. I can't leave them alone. It's all I think about. Oh, the blue one. Oh, the cool ones. Oh, yeah, I haven't had them for a little while, actually. Yeah. <laughs> I'm lying to you now, haven't I? But the thing is, they're designed to be addictive. Yeah. The reason why we, we want them. And that scares me a little bit. But then, to be fair, Doritos are better than heroin, aren't they? So I'm not really like that with yeah. foods. Worst things to get Especially- into. Yeah. I, I'm always like, no, food don't don't ever do it for me. I want to. I want to think about. I'm hungry now. I was hungry when I was eating my dinner. That's constant. But mm-hmm. I'm trying to fill a void. Yeah, I tend yeah. to. Uh, I I like to just get off my face, but I can't really get off my face anymore. I'm really learning recently. Is that i have really starting to realise that booze is really not good for me. Yeah, it's like Sunday. So. I mean, I don't drink at all. I've, I've, I think it's really fashionable now, and it, like so many people drink now excessively. Like, never, I mean, people used to drink before, but when I was when I could drink, because I don't drink because it makes you tired because of medication. I think it yeah. up. So it's unfortunate. Perhaps I'm just saying that because of that. But I just think, um, yeah, too many people are drinking and using drugs and stuff like that to cover it all up you know but that's just because what I have to do I'm probably a bit jealous because I like to get off my face regularly but I can't because I'll get ill or yeah. your medication won't work you know and I won't be able to go to work you know yeah that's why yeah. I can't like I used to drink every day but I but I, th- I always think you get different like there's people like us who we, we we would drink and drugs for a reason and it very rarely is it just to have a good time it's to fucking like quiet and never quiet down that wanker yeah. in your head or to escape from the horrible feelings or your situation uh, whereas some people are lucky enough that they can just drink and have a laugh and bounce 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 and I'm like I've never been that person <laughs> so you're striving the bath you know with uh, nine inch nails so this is one of your things yeah. you were saying yeah. that helps you what, so what, at what point does it take you to get to this stage or is it just something you do sort of every now and then every every day normally uh, normally I wash every day um, <laughs> that's not bad going is yeah, it some mental health problem I don't manage that I had, a, I had my first shower in five days today I'm quite, I, yeah, I, yeah. I, I could quite it's easily I, yeah, I'm not going to say but like, I can no, like, I have been known to like not not bother for a week before mm. quite that's right. As long as you're not getting sweaty, it don't matter, does it? That's it. Yeah, well. So you um, <laughs> no, run a bath and you listen to music in the bath, right? Yeah, listen to music in the bath. And it's uh, used to start off with sort of like trying to do meditation and stuff, a lot of relaxing music or no music. And I used to burn incense and have a candle or whatever. But I just do find the most the thing that most helps me to reset if I'm stressed, if I'm anxious, if I'm high, is to listen to a Nine Inch Nails or... <laughs> Just say, what is it then? Is it because it's kind of like, it's cathartic in a way because it's like loud and not all yeah. nine inch nails. Right. Is your that, bodies is it? are in a relaxed state, I suppose, but then you're choosing to listen to that. So that's almost, maybe it's like control. Maybe. No, perhaps it's, it's it's sort of the lyrics is what I believe in, uh, what I'm angry about. And I've probably got a lot of anger in me. But also it's because it, like drugs, I can't take drugs and things like that. Um it uh, puts you in a nice place. Like I'm in the bath and it's just, you know, it just sort of clears my head. And I've, I've done meditation before and watched my thoughts and all that. And um, But I do thought, I think that everyone's a bit weird in their own way. Not everyone's the same. Not everyone should meditate in the same way. And it's just a different way of me, just the way I've chosen to relax. And I just think of myself 
maybe have a bit of a monster or whatever and just do it differently to other people. It's whatever works, though. Oh, yeah, 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 it is. That's what I'm yeah. learning, especially from doing this. Is everyone's got these little tips and tricks and stuff. Yeah, that's what we like. Yeah, I love it because it's and like might that might not even be the whole thing. Like for me with, with the bath thing, I actively try and avoid baths because I know I'm going to relax that much. Like I, if yeah. I know that I've got to sit up and watch TV or whatever, I'll just have a shower. But like Kate knows, if I'm like in a really bad situation, she'll go, "No, have a bath. Like really, like just take the, just sort go and sort yourself out, kind of thing." Because I know mm-hmm. I'll either fall asleep or I'll be so relaxed that I just won't be. Able, I'll be good for nothing, like for the re- afterwards. Yeah. So but is that because you're like everything's quite stressful for you? Very young children, like hard work and yeah. So like, if if you were to let yourself switch down, it's like you'll never kind of yeah. Got to keep yourself in that yeah. state of. Yeah, if Fight. I I feel like if I stop, I won't get back up again. You, yeah. How regularly do you manage to stop? That's the problem. No, or don't not, you know? Are you too scared to? So yeah, you sort I don't know. Not very often. Because if all. you stopped, you might when you come back again, you might be function better. Yeah, you know I, I mean? know. I'm fairly right. my gut saying that that is right. But what I've done now is I've started to find false um, relaxation in drink. Yeah. So like because I'm still alert and then it's just that nice amount of relaxedness yeah i get a little bit of extra confidence which i used to have all the time when i used to drink and take drugs all the time i'm kind of relearning about myself without the false confidence mm. yeah um and it kind of switches off when i go asleep or i fall asleep in sort of comatose state and i've learned now that certain drinks i can have and still go to work the next day so I'm kind of in a bit of a trap with it. It's manageable. I mean, you don't have to drive either, do you? So no, nah, not at the moment. That's a big problem. When I yeah. used to drive all the time, I didn't drink as much. Because um, I spill it. But the... Uh... <laughs> 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 that would I'm really fucked off. I had something I really wanted to ask you. And it's really totally gone. And it was really good. But Simon's done like uh, sweat lodges and shit like that. I'm quite interested. All in right, sweat well, lodge. Um, I'd like to do one. What like a sauna kind of thing? No, it's so, like a spiritual thing, like a shamanic. Oh, I like thing. the sound of that. Yeah, I do. What do you do? You have to take it's all your clothes off and you wrestle. In <laughs> <laughs> mud. That's not yeah. what I signed up for. No, it's basically. Uh, I used to go to this center which was like a shamanic thing now the idea i think i think the idea of shame shamanic or shamanism or whatever it's like a way of something to believe in uh it's a way of it's a way of living you know like um and it's all spiritual and stuff and all stuff like that but it did my head in to be honest but one of the things you do is um they, they set up a frame of like bamboo like it's probably about as big as this room like round maybe a bit smaller um you sit around you do like uh, some uh they build a fire a really hot fire and they put these sacred stones in it and then that beforehand you um you bless them and all that you sort of do some sort of ritual on them and you sit in this lodge um with just slightly pants on pretty much or whatever can you um, do it in the nude there are ones that do the new proper ones. I'll find out for you. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> Shall we go? You want to go and do? I want to go and do this. We I'd like to do it. it. But yeah. then uh, it's then you uh, sit around and they 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 close it all up like because it's got loads of covers all over it, sheets and stuff. And then they put it, one one every sort of five or ten minutes. They put a stone in and it steams in water. Mm. One of these stones, and then you do all this sort of like primal scream. Um, you do bring in the elements and the animals and things like that. So I did that. I've done that two or three times. Um, I went on a retreat as well. Yeah. But you've got to be a bit careful, I think, with it because uh, I had a lot of... I was quite confused by it because I went on a retreat as well for a week in Dartmoor and I found it. Um, when I came back, we'd done all these weird and wonderful things in this retreat, which is fair enough. But you've got to fit back into society, go work and stuff. Yeah. And after standing in a stream, hitting a drum and chanting to go back to sort of having to go to work and things like that, I found it like, well, what are you meant to do then? It's, mm. What's going on, you know? And it really confused me because yeah. I was a bit confused because another thing with bipolar, I think you can get quite religious, obviously, with the Jesus thing, but also 
sort of you think I've I've been quite confused sometimes my by my beliefs in God in go all or in not, kind or of thing. Yeah, yeah, I understand that. It makes sense. So yeah. have you ever? This is what I was going to ask. So have you ever really made sense of it? Because like the thing is, I think with bipolar, it's not necessarily like for me. Like I can kind of map back why I feel the way I feel, and I can kind of and I can make sense of it. But I don't know if you can with bipolar, can you? Because it's not necessarily like a reason, is it? I think it can just well, happen. Well, it's, uh, yeah, I mean, it's with psychotherapy and stuff like that, that it's sort of like there's theories like with the adult and the child and that sort of stuff. And and um, I've I've looked, I've talked all about that sort of stuff. And uh, I mean, they, I think that the cannabis smoking might have been a trigger to my illness, but not totally the reason. And I think that um, I'm a lot different now than what I was before I was ill. And it's because I was following a wrong path for myself. I was doing computers, which I hate computers now. But I was doing computer studies. um, And I was uh, just a lot of the things I was doing, I was on the wrong path. So that's what's caused me to have this massive breakdown. Um, So in the end... I had to work on myself. Like I wouldn't even want to go walking through the woods first of all because I'd worried about my trainers getting dirty. But now I don't care mm. and things like that like, after I come out. So it's sort of like I've changed a lot as a person. Um, but I think the reason before that, you know, the reason why I end up having the breakdown and stuff like that, um, you know, I love them to bits and that and everything else. But um, there's lots of reasons why anyway, but uh, there's lots of reasons why I... Um, comes down know, to family, right? Yeah. Everything fucking comes down yeah, to family. Down, yeah. And like, I don't think your family go out of their way to make you fucking fuck you up. Like, as we were saying, you know, like when you're a parent, sometimes it's just doing what you can. and uh, And... But everything always comes back to your family, it doesn't it? Yeah. Like so frustrating. It... bone and skin just trying to work it out, aren't we? Yeah. Essentially, yeah. at some stage, you become parents and then you're working it out and you're working it out for your little one as well. Yeah, yeah, it's yeah. Kind of like, it's, it's a wonder that anyone gets anywhere near I know, I know. crazy. I know. And you kind of have to take the blame out of it, don't you? Yeah, you, definitely, Because yeah. if you... Like, if you have that blame and, like, I still kind of go through that thinking about, like, stuff with my old man and... Uh, and when I stop blaming him, I start to feel a lot better. Mm, yeah. Uh, because I kind of think about myself and, you know, like, no, no, I don't always get it right. Yeah. And you've got to just kind of put it into a bit of perspective. But it's very, yeah, it's difficult. But it all comes back to the lead, doesn't it? It's fucking annoying. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I think it's when you grow up, you're always in the wrong. You, when you got when you're little, you think when you grow up, you'll be like everyone will respect you, and it's anything like, will be yeah, right. But it won't. Like, that's not what, what the case. But. No, don't. It, <laughs> yeah, in many ways, it gets a bit harder. Mm. Yeah, but I, I feel like I'm coming through it a little bit now. Uh, for me, I feel like I've kind of I'm pushing through the other side a bit now. Yeah, especially what, as a parent or as a yeah, kid? my kids are getting older, so it, it's kind of it is a bit less stressful. Uh, and now I feel like. I'm I'm also punching through the other side of me a little bit. Uh, I feel much more secure in myself and more confident in myself that it's kind of like when I never really have before. Yeah. So I feel like I've just I've pushed through the wall a little bit. Not always. Like You must have days when you're, like, you're having a really fucking bad day and you don't really know why, but you're a bit of a mess. Yeah, yeah. Uh, and I still have those days, of course. But they are less. They're certainly yeah. less than they were before. Yeah, yeah, just yeah, just it's. I have less bad days, but I'm I'm a lot older now, so I can't do as much with yeah. my good days, you know. But um, no, I mean I've. Yeah, I think there's like it's not just. I mean, my family think it was just purely uh, me smoking cannabis for that weekend at my meal. So anything I anything I do wrong or upset them or anything like that, it's because I'm ill or because because I. To cannabis, so it's it's uh, but I think they, you know, I've got a good relationship with my mom and dad now. But there's um, it's it's certainly partially they, they should say like uh, what they think happened, you know, might be down to them slightly. Um, but it's like uh, it didn't really help. I mean, you got to, the thing is you got to take responsibility yourself for your own shit as well. That's part of it as well, isn't it? Yeah, and if you, you know, don't, then. 
it just makes me feel worse anyway. Yeah. It's funny because like, uh, like my mum has been really good. She'll go, well, maybe I did that, maybe I did this, and she'll be really open and honest about how she probably played into things. And, and then she feels guilty that maybe she didn't protect me from other things. Um, and I, it's good to get that acknowledgement um, because I think a lot of parents, especially of our, the, our parents' generation, like it, they, they don't want to admit that they did anything wrong. Like if they if they admitted that they did something wrong, because they probably feel guilty as shit, you know. Even if they don't say it, there's yeah. going to be guilt in there because they they'll know that they could have done better. Yeah. Yeah. Like as parents are always going to feel like that. But um, there is a generation of people who just don't fucking admit. The thing is, in their defence, they've had it. like a whole fifty years since yeah. the fifties of TV being like wife at home, apron on, dad mm. comes in, puts his hat yeah. on the thing, suitcase, kids doing this, yeah, mowed along like a indoctrinated, a doc, whatever the word is, like forced, yeah, a view of what a family should be, what people should be like, yeah. and everything else, yeah. And it's like mm. it's criminal, really, when you think about it. It's, it's yeah. complete control, and people. If, think if they can't live up to that particular standard then they're failing but it's not the case yeah, yeah it's like, and like if you admit that if you admit it then you failed yeah and I, I, like, I hate that I hate that people like don't admit that they've done something wrong no. and that they've failed at it because it's like it's, well, like, it's alright it's alright for them to do that honest about it. it's alright for them to do that because uh, it's easy it's easy for them to live you, you know not doing that but for everyone else it's like they've got to deal with all what's going you know we're going to do all this stuff. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. You know, but yeah, totally right. So it's cutting, cutting. No, no, of course not. Right. It's funny, I was talking to Mark, I had really fucking got full-on conversations to that work in a van. And uh, Mark, and I, I kind of came to this realisation that like our dads, um, like they came out, their, their dads fought in a fucking war. Mm, yeah. You know, like, you know, to most people's standards, they're a hero. They, they've been through something proper. Yeah. Then our dads come along and they're like, well, I haven't done anything like that. Yeah. Like, I, I, I'm never going to match up to that kind of, that level of man. Yeah. You know, yeah. like someone who's fought in a war and has been through this massive adversity. Like, you know, I and look at me, I'm fucking nothing. Like, I've, I've not experienced anything like that. So I, I'm can't possibly be as good. And I was thinking, that must seep into the brain. That's such yeah. a simple thing, but if you think about it, that's across our whole spectrum yeah. of humankind. Yeah. Yeah. Everyone yeah. is affected by that. Yeah. yeah. That's yeah. crazy, isn't I it? know, that's what occurred to me. And I'd never really thought about it in those terms. Wow. Oh, dear. <laughs> Rolls around quick, didn't it? That was really fast. It was. Rolls around really quick. Oh, mate, it's been really Oh, sorry, nice. I really enjoyed that. Yeah. Is, it, is it good? It was absolutely fascinating. <laughs> really hit a lot of, resonated, like, a lot. Yeah, really, oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Oh. really has. Really, really has. That's for me, in a big yeah. way. I feel a bit, sort of, uh, I don't know, very emotional. Yeah? Yeah, I really do, mate, yeah. Yeah, it's been lovely I thought you might have. Yeah. Yeah, it's nuts. Yeah, I just, uh, I say that's all inside. That was inside me for, like, years. It's only recently. And thanks for letting me... Bring it, bring it all out because I want right. I, I just know. feel like yeah. it's an honour. Yeah, oh, totally. I feel like really lucky. Really yeah, that's lucky. what I feel. But I also think the people who are listening to this and are experiencing that, like, it's just not, especially to that kind of level, like, people just don't talk about it to, in that extent, do they? No. no. Like, you get occasional people who talk about it, but often it's someone like Stephen Fry and it's someone who's famous and it doesn't seem real. Yeah. Which is why I really wanted you to come on because it's like, you know, just normal people talking about it. And it's like, yeah, people fucking have to deal with this shit. Yeah, yeah. But also I think it's not that... It's like letting lots of people know. Hopefully I get out to my old mates and mum and dad and, mom and dad and uh, you know, obviously help other people as well, sort of thing. I so, think it will. I think yeah. It will. But I'll tell yeah. you what, if you want them to it, you just go, oh, I did a podcast, you have to have a listen. Yeah. yeah. And it's a really good chance to give them, for them to hear it a bit more. Yeah. In a real yeah. in real terms. Yeah. I think it's worth it. Yeah, and if they yeah. do if anyone is listening and just be open to the fact that everyone makes mistakes and if we're open and honest with everyone and we start talking and there's no reason why everyone can't just 
move forward with things and um, and go from there. It is yeah. all just about talking. This it is nothing much more to it. Mm. It really is. Well, fascinating. Cheers, yeah. mate. Thank, thank you. you so much. Thank you so much. That was amazing. Yeah, thank you. Yeah. Cheers, dude. That was good. flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here, and it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt-free. Hello Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan-crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at hellofresh.com. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market.